Welcome to Queen Flow, the podcast. This is your host, Jocelyn Kelly Reed. On this show, you can expect to learn about calling in big money, the feminine way, business, spirituality, witchy stuff, and everything else you need to know about being a turned on woman of wealth. It's fun. It's fiery. It's unfiltered. Hello, gorgeous. I'm so glad you're tuning in today. This conversation with my client, Suzanne, is just phenomenal. The results that she had inside the cohort and that she's continuing to have in her life and business are exactly what I'm here for. Inside the cohort, Suzanne was able to double her income with um, two of her primary clients. And that brought in bleh, brought in an additional 5k a month for her. She's a brand builder and creative strategist. So she's primarily doing business to business work, or that's really where the area of focus was for her inside the cohort, which is amazing. She closed a new client inside the container for 4k. Previously, you know, this was the kind of work she was charging 150 an hour for. She's since gone on to create like incredible deals, which you'll hear about in the podcast. She tells this beautiful story around how she was kind of like dreaming up her ideal partnership situation with one of her clients. And she wrote her list the night before and the next day it manifested um, just because of that energetic activation she received while in the container and all of the healing and everything. We did. I'm going to let you listen to the episode because obviously, like, or not obviously, but I really can't even do it justice trying to summarize everything that happened for her. And she explains it in such great detail and just that sense of moving through the world like the fucking queen that she has now. And one of the things she talks about that I love so much is that ability to like put on the table exactly what she desires to voice it. And to know that like, even if someone says no, we don't walk away from the desire, right? And I'm always talking about living a desire-led life and a life that is not a reaction to how other people are responding to you. And Suzanne is embodying this at such a deep level. And the funny thing is, once you start living a desire-led life and not living in reaction to how other people respond to you, quite often they respond quite well and you get exactly what you want. <laughs> um, but it's really that like energetic commitment that makes it possible And yeah, she's going to share or she does share so much around her experience inside the cohort, both on an energetic level, a healing level, a strategy level. And really for her, it was like really deeply getting in her power around money where she's able to call forth so much more of it, working less with more ease. And that's the whole vibe. So, you know, I love sharing these client journeys with you timely as the cohort is closing end of day, Friday, July 30th, midnight Eastern. So that's the go all in sale closing and enrollment on the container until further notice when I open it up again. So if this interests you, like the time is really now, I keep saying it, but the energy on the planet is moving so quickly. And we just do not have time to be living these like, fuck maybe. I did a post on Instagram today about a fuck yes life versus a fuck maybe life. We don't have time for these fuck maybe lives. You know what I mean? If you're listening to this show, you are here for really big things and it is truly time to step forward to claim them, to receive them, to embody them. And the cohort is the place to do that. If you are a woman who is 
scaling to five-figure months and beyond. You want to do it with ease, with flow, to do things the smart way, to not be winging it, right? To not be spinning around in circles. We just don't have time. And with these fast energies on the planet, yeah, it can feel like you're sort of getting pulled around, but you're really just getting called forward. And so when you surrender into that call forward with surrender, not being a passive state, but being like a refusal to to suffer, refusal to struggle and just surrendering to your mission and what you're here for and the level of receiving that you're actually here for, things change powerfully, right? This is how you consciously be receiving. This is how you get wildly exponential results in your business. This is how you step forward to claim a deeper level of work, a higher level impact of work. I mean, it just, it all gets to happen over and over again, like it did for Suzanne, like it's done for so many other women. There's, you know, quite a few other podcast episodes with other women who've been through this container. So if you are wanting to join, now's the time. If you are afraid of investing, I I think it's episode 22 that talks about our fear of investing, why we have it and how to move through it. Because baby girl, we got to like move through that one, right? Like I always talk about, we need to like graduate from our kind of like early bird struggles so we can claim more with just being like, you know, collapsing to fear, right? We want to be able to like look fear in the eye and move forward anyway. And I promise you that once you start to do that and really just show up for yourself, lead yourself, get into the containers that you know are vibe for you, life just starts to change just like it did for me, like it did for Suzanne, so many other of my other clients. So anyhow, I love you so much. I'm going to stop rambling. I'm going to let you enjoy the episode and you feel free to DM me if you have questions about the cohort. The link is in episode notes. It's also on my website, jocelynkellyreed.com. And I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. I'm really excited today to have Suzanne live with us. So Suzanne was in the cohort in 2020. And I want you to introduce yourself, but you really cracked me up because you were like one of the clients, like you're always on the calls and doing your thing, but you would be pretty like quiet and just sort of like rocking and rolling in the background. And so then it was always like so exciting for me when you'd be like, oh yeah. And like this cool fucking thing happened and this happened and this happened because it was like, what is the word for a person like this? I don't remember, but it's so different to my energy, right? Cause like, I'm always sharing, always talking, like always all the things. And so I just also like loved how you showed up in like in a way that was so authentic to you. And then obviously had these amazing results, which we'll be talking about. And I think too, you're one of my clients who's business to business, which obviously I attract a lot of like coaches and things like that too. And I've also had business to business clients and I love sharing your stories as well, because I think that something that's really special about the container is that it does work no matter and you know, your background is also largely my professional background before becoming a coach. Um, so I've always really loved that it's it's supportive no matter if someone is working with individual people or working business to business. That's something I'm really passionate about, being able to help women with both. Um, so I'll let you introduce yourself if you can let us know like what you do and kind of if you just want to start off like where you were in your life and business before you found me and before you joined the cohort, that would be really helpful for everyone to just in learning about your journey. Okay, cool. So hi, I'm Suzanne. Um, I guess I'll start with how I'm like 
or how I'm titling myself right now. I would say that I'm a brand builder and a creative strategist. Um, uh, like Jocelyn said, I work business to business and B to C. I have kind of like three components going on right now. Um, so my background is in UI, UX design, so web and like development stuff. Um, I've been doing that since 2010 and I have always worked in like the tech and startup world. Um, and then I also have a lot of friends just from where I'm from. I'm from like a hospitality town. My husband's from a hospitality town. Um, so I have a lot of restaurant clients. So those are just friends like that I've been like helping out doing creative direction for them for a long time. So I would say I'm in the tech and the food space, but then I also have my own um, clothing company. That's like a little sandbox that I play in that I've like, it's like a product e-com business that I'm trying to build and it's in fashion. And it's like, just like, it's like a personal joy for me. Um, so I'd say- I'm And also I'll say your line is chic. I do remember that when I first saw it. <laughs> Thank you. It's a com. It's like it's like what would a girl want to wear who's like working for herself in business? That's the way I think of it. But so I'd say I'm in like tech, food, and fashion. I work for myself and I work for other people. Um, where I was when I came to you, it was 2020. I feel like it was in the summer, right? Um, it was June so 2020. I was trying to remember. I'm like, when exactly did she join? I was the second cohort. I'm pretty sure. Like, or I was the second group. Or like okay. there's one group and then it became like up. We started in May. The first yeah. group started in May and then people kind of started coming in after that. So yeah, summer sounds right. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was like June or July or something. And where I was at that point was I was frustrated at, uh, I was frustrated with like where I was in, in my main, with like my main company. And I was trying to figure out like, oh, is coaching for me? Like, how can I level up? Like, what is my next thing? I was just feeling really like, like I was, I hit a plateau and I was was like the plateau. Was it kind of like an emotional one? Was it financial? Like, how would you sort of describe? Because this happens a lot. And I'm curious what it was for you, like what the plateau felt like, or where you just felt like you kept like hitting up against a wall and not knowing exactly what to do. I would say it's it's both because I think I picture it like it's like a, like it's like that chart where like the arrow goes to this and the arrow like they just keep it's like it's it's a cycle. So like if I was um if I felt like I was an emotional plateau at work, it's because I wasn't leveling up and I wasn't doing like I wasn't, you know, operating at my highest level. I wasn't taking on the tasks that were like challenging me and then I wasn't being rewarded for it. And then if I was doing these things where I was like doing, um, if I was at my capacity or at like my highest level of growth for work and I wasn't being rewarded for it, it's just like neither of them were fulfilled, I think. Um, basically what was going on at the time was I was, uh, I was like lead designer, but I wasn't full-time because I have commitment issues with companies. Like I never want to go W2 because I'm always like, no, you will never own me. Like I'm always going to go on vacation when I want. And it was this, this, these people that I had worked for, for like 10 years off and on, they own, they've owned a bunch of startups and incubators. And I've always been like the lead designer or the number one designer, the main designer for their agency. And so I was the lead designer, but I refused to go W2. And it was getting to the point where I didn't want to be the designer anymore. I didn't want to be like running the design team. I wanted to be running the marketing and strategy. And I wanted to change the company. A lot of things happened. Um, around 2019, where I was just seeing these new opportunities with business, um, with the company. And uh, it's like a software sales 
SaaS company. And I was like, there's a lot of other things that we can be doing. We don't need to be operating B2B. To B2 we can really be operating B2C. Like, look at all these coaches that are out there. Like, we can be doing that in the tech world for all the people that are like um, in the corporate world that are not being served by their companies or their managers or whatever. Yeah. And I brought it to them at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And they were kind of like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then 2020 happened and like the whole company, like our revenue got like slashed in half because a lot of our things were like on site. Um, so our revenue got totally taken down. And I was like, I think that we can do my idea. And they were like, okay, like, yeah, we can run with it. And it ended up when we like doubled down on it, it ended up like saving the company. It ended up, you know, producing all the money that we had lost and then some, and then I was like, I think that we could take this out and make this a separate company. We could separate into two different things. And I basically going off of um, a lot of the the workbooks that we did in the class in the cohort. So you're saying, okay, so because people are going to get confused with timing. Yeah. So where, at what point did you join the cohort in this story? I was, uh, I joined the cohort after I was pushing for this. Okay. So you had the idea, you felt stagnant, you wanted to do this with one of your clients, and then you had joined the cohort. And the mm-hmm. reason you joined the cohort is you basically felt stagnant in terms of like, um, being just at our like full fucking potential, right? Like lots of times we're yeah. working like way below our potential. And it's like, we're doing things we know how to do and we're good at them. But like, you'll know the feeling because you're basically kind of like getting bored at work. Like yeah. with work being, it, you could be in a full-time job or like in your business, but you'll just have that sense of like, there's more. And then obviously if we're not being like the financial cup isn't full, like it's really not feeling good. So yeah. what made you join? So then just before we go into what happened, I just want to make sure everyone understands. So then like, what made you join the cohort? Because I was like, either I'm going to make this work with this company, they're going to follow like my request, or I'm going to leave and do this myself. And so I was trying to figure out like, what does it look like if I do it myself? Um, is it launching another company? Because at this time, I already had my other company. I had my fashion company. And then I was already um, freelancing for those restaurants. So I had two other things going on. But um, I need like, I just, the fashion company like doesn't, like any money that I get from that, I put it right back into the company. So it doesn't like sustain me. The restaurant clients are great, but they don't sustain me to the capacity that I want just because they don't have the budgets. The budgets that I like are with these big companies in tech. Like they have a lot of money and they have a lot of opportunity for me to, you know, use their budget to get a lot of really cool things done. And I really like that. But I was like, do I have to go out and do this on my own? Or can I do this under the umbrella of this company if they want to like do the, do the, um, the, uh, ancillary company that I was hoping that they would. So I joined the cohort to find out, to think like, okay, well, maybe I should just be a coach. Maybe I should teach other people. Maybe I should. Um, I think when I first joined, I was thinking about like, oh, I can teach other women how to set up their websites, right? Because that's like everything. I know how to do that. So I was like, oh, I can help them um, set up their Squarespace sites, do all the hard, like the integrations with like MailChimp and like Zapier, like whatever they have to do. And as I was building out those products, I think I just realized that like, I really like where I am, but I need to ask for more and I need to position myself more as like an authority. Right. And so what was your experience like? And then I want to talk about the results you had, because obviously like you doubled your income, you brought in much higher paying clients, you were Mm -hmm. negotiating. I mean, you were just making way more money and also like really showing up for yourself with the clients that you had. 
So before we go to that part, I would love to hear too, like just what your experience was like in the cohort and obviously being business to business and, you know, doing what you do, but also surrounded by women doing a wide variety of things. And then just what it was like for you in terms of like the leadership, obviously with myself and the other women leading within the container and just everything that we were doing there. Um, The cohort was really nice because anytime you're going out and doing this on your own, you're always kind of thinking like, am I crazy? So to show up, I think three to two to three times a week on Zoom and have other people being like, this is what I'm trying to do. And here's how I'm trying to structure it. And this is what I'm, I'm having trouble writing my mission statement. It was really nice to see how they were working it out. And um, it was validating for me to be like, okay, I'm not alone. And when they got answers, there was a lot of times when I showed up to the cohort, like where I didn't have the homework, like I didn't have anything done, but just hearing or other like people, that you didn't have a question even, but you just wanted yeah. to then. Like I didn't have anything to present because I was still kind of figuring out what my packages were. Like, so like week two and three, I was kind of just like, like chilling and watching everyone. And even just watching everyone was like so helpful because I got to see examples of what it could look like. And everybody was so different. That's the biggest thing for me, I think, because I think the way I've been programmed through school um, and just like, you know, upbringing is just like, look to those people who have like the standard careers. And it's like, they, it's very like, there's these like buckets that everybody fits in, but I don't like that. That doesn't feel great to me. And so coming to the cohort and finding people that have such unique offerings and they're making it work was like really inspiring to me. Okay. Amazing. And so then what happens for you inside the container? And now I'd like to talk about like what how your business changed and your money changed and how you showing up with your clients changed. Because I think too, it's like, yeah, there's like the financial benefit fucking here for it. That's so much of why I do what I do. But I don't think what people realize is going to happen as well is just that like deeper step into being like a far more empowered woman who commands with way more ease. And Mm -hmm. also there's something about this process as I see it with every single client where it's like, you know, people are pretty sure of what they want coming in. Like sometimes, yes, sometimes no. Sometimes it's very much like you where it's just like an exploring an idea, but like having that full trust that like you'll get exactly what you need. And then sometimes people are very clear. But what I see like across the board, no matter what, is the level of like, so yes, like really stepping into what I say, stepping into being the queen, but also like the idea expansion. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. business really like expands and shifts and just takes up way more space. And what I love about like what I saw with you was just that ability to like, well, what you re- you received, right? The work, and then you decided to take up a lot more space, which obviously translated to a lot more money. Yeah. And a lot of that was talking about that stuff in the group, like talking with you and Lola, like there was another business woman in, um, or B2B woman in the group Lola and like hearing yeah. about how she expanded so quickly. I was like, damn, like before I would just look on like glass door and stuff and be like, what's possible for people. And like, what are <laughs> like so like, boring. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was just like, why am I doing this? I've never worked in that way. Um, so what I did was I started doing the, um, like, what are your packages? Like I started all those, those documents of PDFs and I was doing it straight for if I were to take on those clients, those design clients. Um, like what that would look like. And then I realized I don't want to just do that. So I also started making packages for like what it looks like if I stay in the corporate world. What if it looks like if I stay under like bigger companies with like, like 
much larger retainer, monthly retainer, or even W-2, like, but how do I exist on my own as a W-2? So like a full-time employee, essentially. So I made both, left it open to be like, whichever one comes and whatever capacity I have and whatever feels good, I'll do either or. And it got to the point with, um, I call it like my day job, the one that was the, I wasn't W-2, but it was like my biggest client um, because they took up most of my hours. I was really frustrated. And so I wrote down exactly what I wanted. And it was like a Friday. And then by Tuesday, the next week, um, my boss called me and was like, Hey, I have an idea. Like, and he pitched everything I wrote to me. So credit for yourself, like a manifestation. Yeah. Like I was like, I want this, I want this much pay. I want this title. I want this responsibility. I want to own this. This is what I want to happen. And he like came back to it with it. Like, and I was like prepping myself over the weekend. I was like, I don't like to have those conversations because I just wasn't comfortable with them yet. And he came to me Tuesday with everything on it. Um, and then what ended up happening with that actually is that we're, we are working on, it's, the contracts aren't finalized yet, but we are working on starting a separate company because we basically realized another revenue stream within this company. We're starting that company. We've already beta tested it, but I'll be a co-founder of that company and get dividends of that company. So I'll get a salary increase, co-founder title, and then dividends. Amazing. Um, but then, and so that's now, right? Yeah. Okay. And then when you were inside the cohort, I just want to make sure I have this down correctly. So you had two main clients, both of who you doubled your income with, right? Mm -hmm. That was like an additional 5k a month. And then you mentioned too, that you, cause you had been at like 150 an hour that there was like another client that you closed for 4k, which is like, that's a huge fucking up level. And then that you had another client where I think that they had sponsorships and you were basically saying like, we can show up for this in a very different way. And you also negotiated that you would get a 10% cut of that. That's essentially the 10% and the sponsorship thing is essentially the new company. That's what oh, I was okay. just talking about. But the 4K one was because I work for restaurants and restaurants all talk to each other. Like um, I got another restaurant client and I was like, I really don't want to work for them. Like, I mean, I like them as people, but I didn't have the time for like a low budget thing, my old rate. And so going off of like working with you guys, as I just was like, all right, 4K. And they were like, okay, great. And they were the easiest clients I've ever had in my life. And I like, I'm so grateful. And I couldn't believe I ever questioned it. And like, they love the work. I saw them a couple of weekends ago. And like, the like I went into the bar and the bartender was like, oh my God, like, thank you so much for like helping with the menu and like all this stuff. And I was just like, oh yeah. Like when you show up differently, when you present yourself as like, this is my offering, this is how much it costs, this is what I'm going to do for you, and this is what I'm not going to do for you, and they meet you like, and they agree, it's like the energy and the relationship is so much better. Yeah. Before, I used to be like, whatever you want, and they would steamroll me, and then like everyone would be like cranky at each other, and it just never worked. Totally. That's what's so funny that women don't realize. I'm like, actually, when you charge more and stand in your power, you call in way more aligned relationships and people have more respect for you and everything goes better. It's like, it's actually so much better than your strategy of like lowballing yourself and bleeding out because it's almost like an irritation to the client when we don't show up like the fucking boss. Yeah. Cause they think that they're not getting the best work. And then you're like, well, you're not getting the best work because you're not paying for it. And they're like, well, you didn't ask for it. And it's like this weird, like back and forth thing. And then like, just everyone's pissy and like, it's so weird. Um, so yeah, that was the 4k client and I've continued to work with them and they've been awesome and awesome revenue. That's been super easy. Um, and I think like 
if I were to take on another one, I would do the same thing. Maybe increase it a little, but I yeah, don't know. Definitely. I was like, girl, if it was that easy, keep, keep bumping. Yeah, I know. I was like, maybe I'll do more. <laughs> I'm just trying to like, it's like, it's weird. It's that like work less, earn more, have more fun thing. So I'm like trying to maintain the capacity. Totally. And that's the whole vibe. And then how was it for you? Because you are not the only, every single business to business client I have ever had has in every single one has increased their rate like immediately. And it mm-hmm. feels kismet and like cosmic, yeah. but I'm like, well, yes. And like, it doesn't surprise me because there's also just like, there's the tangible work we do. And there's also just the energy of being in the container. Yeah. You can't really like logic the where it's like, of course, the opportunity showed up. Of course, this time you wrote your list and then it came through. Yeah. Like there is like, it's very tangible. And obviously like you, you know, that like we teach you directly, but I think it's cool. Like the magic that happens that you can't even really foresee happening. Cause I see it so consistently. Yeah. And then all the work we do with Ray of like the grounding and like, like it's, you have to get used to feeling it in your body, the expansion that you're worth more, that you can ask for more, that you can ask for more and say you're going to do less. Like with that client or the company now, like I went- That's the one where you doubled your rate? Yeah. Okay. Well, the where, yeah. So I was, I was 1099 and then I was like, okay, fine. I'll do W2 if I can have all these things. I went from like main designer to now creative director and all of marketing reports to me and I'm like running a P&L. Yeah. So- like, it's funny because I was asking for more, but then I was asking also for a budget to hire people to do the work, like to do work that I'm like, I can't do this. I need a team to do it. Yeah. And so it's, it's a way where like the growth was harder. The growth was awesome. And then like, I got to like shed some of the work that like I was, I had outgrown. Totally. And that's what you want to do. And so are you saying that the healing work we did too was really helpful for you? Because a lot of this, there's like the tangible things. And there's also just like, it's so important to address our internal environment, right? Or I also talk about like our wealth consciousness. And like you were saying, like we have our nervous systems have to actually be able to hold what we say that we want, or like it's not landing. And that's why it's always been so important to me to like really focus on our energy body to have the healing that we have in the container regularly because we can have all these dreams and then we can do all the things, right? And all the things are going to make it way easier to have them. But like, it actually has to be able to like land in your body to stick and for for you to receive. Yeah, I was thinking about this morning. I feel like last, I feel like since I started the cohort, which obviously timed up with a lot of stuff in 2020 for everybody, it was almost like the tower tarot card where like it was shaking down to the foundation and I had to rebuild the foundation. Because I think so much of the growth is being, is also related to like releasing the outcome or being okay with the outcome. Like every time I challenge someone at work or say, I want more, I want $4,000 for this client, or I want to, I want to double my rate and I want to control the PL and hire these people, like whatever. I have to be okay with them saying no. Mm-hmm. And then being like, you're crazy and firing me. And I'll be like, okay, like it's, it's a strength that I had to build in myself to be like, if I lost all those things, I could do it again. Mm-hmm. And then some. So like, I think that that is totally in line and comes out of all the work in the cohort with like, with, we really boiled down to like, what are we afraid of 
And what are we willing to step into, you know? And the, like going back to the tarot thing, it's like, what can we shed? We have to take it all the way down to the, like the root and then like build it back up. Yeah. And I love that. I always say like, I think it's kind of sexy, but to some people it scares them. I'm like, this shit isn't for the faint of heart. You know what I mean? But it's like, you don't win playing the fucking fool's game. You win because you like go all in and are willing to like look your fear dead in the eye. Just like what you're saying. It's like, People who become successful are, I always say, are big risk takers. Like you're willing to put all your cards on the fucking table. And if they say no, they say no. But like that has nothing to do with where you get to land. You know, it sounds like through all the work, you really like deeply embodied this, right? So you're not just saying it and thinking it. You're, You're actually now living it. And that's so fucking huge. And these are the kind of things I say when I say investments pay dividends. Like this is a perfect example. Like you are like that part of you will never change, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, I think it's so powerful and you can share more if you'd like to, because it's like, it starts showing up. Like that's going to be with you every time you sit at the table, right? That's going to be with you. Like anytime you're wanting anything. Um, I'm curious too, I've never asked you this, but like, how did you feel like all of this work too impacted your receiving in the rest of your life. Cause usually I found like, yeah, it's business and money. And then it also just starts to like trickle out all these other places too. Um, I would say it increased a ton. Like I got so much more comfortable asking for what I want and then receiving it before what I used to do is like, I would be like, and this is all, this is like money stuff too. Is like, I would be like, I want this. And then I'd be like, okay, well, I'll figure out how to make it work. I'll get the extra client. I'll kill myself. I'll work like, like a hundred hours a week. I'll, um, you know, or I'll like sell this or I'll like, you know, it's like, you're trying to find the the ways for it to come in for you. Instead, I learned to like, think about what I want, write down what I want, whatever it is, and let it come to me. Let me receive like someone helping me, someone doing something else. Like, I think that is very much in line with all the things I got out of the program. and also going back to your point about um, investments, making investments in yourself, it'll come back tenfold. Yes. I paid back the program in like a month. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, I, I think that people forget, like I'm not an athletic person. I'm not really a sports fan, but like Kobe Bryant didn't get to where he was just by like being himself. Like he had coaches his entire life. Like there's a reason why athletes are so good at what they do because they have like, I mean, I think that in, they have, they have like trainers for their physical body and they have like the trainer for like their sport. Like we have to accept that we need trainers and mentors and people that are like, not just a coach that's going to teach you about goal setting. We need like the mindset stuff too. And the financial coach or like whatever, like you need all of that and it's never going to stop. I live like, that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think too, that's like what the woman who wants to have it all is figures out, which is resourcing yourself. And like you're saying, like the top performers in the world have teams of people supporting them. But the thing is, people will be like, oh, when I have the money, I'll have the team. You're not going to have the money until you hire the team. That team is what's going to make you the money. Yeah. You have to have, like at every level that you're at, you have to find the people that can help you. Like whatever level that is. And then you can learn from because like, I think my vision would have been so narrow had I not had you and the other coaches in the cohort, plus the other people around me do seeing, like seeing what they were doing. Totally. 
there is a lot to being in community and being in sisterhood. That's like this sort of like intangible, I guess you could say it's an intangible benefit, but this is what, you know, how they talk to us or we hear like, oh, it's so important who you surround yourself with, right? Like Mm -hmm. don't talk to people about what you want, who've never had, you know, who haven't had it or like who aren't walking that road. And that there's a lot in that and just being around people where literally like you could just say, well, this is my goal or this is what I want. And everyone's like, cool. I know. It's like, is no reaction. You know, it's like, great. Like go for it. Let's do it. It's happening. I love how much the cohort just talked that taught me to talk about money because like now that I can talk about money, it's so not an emotional thing. It's so funny. One of my friends who um, I work for him, he has a restaurant he's got like four restaurants now. And I used to be so sheepish. I used to be like, oh my God, like um, I spent like five hours on the menu. He'd be like, okay, whatever. And I was helping him hire someone to um, paint a mural on uh, one of his restaurant walls. And it was a friend and I was like, okay, but like Bo is kind of asking a lot of money. And he was like, I'm sure he is. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a dude answer. Like, cause like normally like girls would just be like, oh, you know what? I'll do it for free. You're a friend. And he was just like, yeah, of course he's asking for a lot. Like, just put it like, just give me the item and I'll like figure it out. And I like, so talking about money has just been a huge thing for me. And like, even I've been talking with some of my other friends, like how much they make. And I'm like, oh damn, like I want to get to that level. Like it just, it just keeps reminding me that those things are possible and it motivates me. And then also like makes it real for me. Totally. I mean, my career is talking about money. Yeah. yeah. yeah, But like, I always say, I'm like, well, how do you expect to get comfortable with it? If you can't even talk about it, like how are we going to receive something that we won't speak about and like put the energy of our voice into? So I love that you received that because you almost like so much of this too, is like normalizing wealth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And normalizing it, not in the way like you were trained, right. Or you could say I was trained in this, like, you go about it this very specific way and have this perfect job and you climb the fucking ladder and like all the things that I'm so bored by. But it's like normalizing wealth in a way where you're talking about where it's like, okay, but of course I receive more and do less every single time. Of course I'm doing exactly what I want to do. Of course I get exactly what I want. And like, and then that gets to just continue to expand, expand, expand to like a new level of ease, a new level of desire, a new level of receiving, and you just keep going. But it's like the framework with which you now move, right? In terms of like what you expect and how you now even goal set within your career, no matter whether you're working for yourself, somewhere else, wherever, like that's also something that is now forever changed because you understand now that like you can have it this way. Yeah. And it's like going back to that point about being okay with putting out there what you want and being okay with walking away if someone, a client or someone doesn't, it doesn't fit in line with them. It's because we're going back to like what we want at our core. So like every decision I'm making has to be like, I know the why I know exactly why I'm pushing for this or why I want this. And if someone else doesn't align, I'm like, okay, cool. Cause I'll just go on to the next one. Totally. Because like, we don't shift around from our desires based on like how the world is responding to us. Like the desire is the desire is the desire, you know? So when we lead a desire led life, it doesn't really matter if someone says no, because like you have the knowing the desires on your heart for a reason, because there's a match out there for it. Otherwise, like we would not be put on the earth just wanting like these things that don't exist that we can't attract. Like it's just, Ill- that is an illogical way. Mm-hmm. Of, that would be a very illogical way of being. I don't believe in that at all. I believe that we have a desire because it's available to us. And so when we anchor into our desires and move based solely off desire, 
all this other like random shit that isn't working or isn't lining up. Yeah, like we're humans. Sometimes we're going to hit a little wall here, hit a little wall there, but like doesn't mean anything about what you get to have. You just get like more and more precise at calling things to you faster. Yeah. So like maybe it would have, I don't know, before the cohort, what you're saying, you wouldn't even have dreamed as big in the first place. So let's say you took months and months and months and months and months to figure out the dream. Then it could have taken like months and months and months and months and months to like muster up the strength, you know, go, go through all your wobbles, like blah, 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 blah. So let's say even if you had been headed down that track, which I know you're saying like you would never even have known to dream so big, but let's say even if you were like what I love about the container too, is like the level to which it collapses time. Like, it's so funny or people are afraid to invest. You're like, I paid it back in a month. Done. The end. And now look where you are. And like, you were, you were there for what, four months? Like, Mm -hmm. This is a lot going on in a four month time frame. Oh yeah. So it could have taken on our own like a year or more, honestly. Yeah. It would have I would have gone backwards. I would have I would have gone back into the way that I used to freelance in like tw- like 2017-2019 where I had like 12 clients, like I was billing them like 150 an hour. It was no retainers. It was just like, yes, whenever they called me, you know, like it was just hell. I probably would have gone back to that or I don't think I ever would have, but I could have maybe gone back to like a full-time job and gone backwards that way. Either way, it would have been backwards and it would have been what is not aligned because I'm very much someone who has to have, mm, like, even if I work within a company, I want to have like my own freedom. I want to be a separate entity within an entity. Yeah, I get that. So what would you say? And ladies who are watching, obviously, if you have any questions for Suzanne or questions about the container, please drop them. I'm happy to answer. And what are, what would you say to someone who's on the fence, who's interested, who's scared to invest, <laughs> wants to, but is like, you know, it's just natural that in our decision-making process, we'll like have the desire, then we don't trust our, trust our feminine wisdom and immediately move towards it. So we start like dancing around it. So what would you say to someone who's on the fence or desiring to join the cohort? I mean, I would say to do it because even if it's, I mean, the unknown's always scary. But the best things are always in the unknown. It's like what you're saying, how it collapses time. I think it collapses time because it it collapses space almost because you go from being someone struggling to then being, or someone struggling or confused, whatever stage you're at, to someone who's then in this new container of support that brings you resources, brings you knowledge and helps like push you to that next level. So... I think it's funny how long I debated it because I watched you, I saw, or I heard you on the, um, to be magnetic podcast. You caught like my attention right away. And then I watched you launch the cohort and I waited. And now like, I launched it in May and you started in the summer. I know, but I started in July, but I still waited, (laughs) but I was like, I was watching you from the podcast, which whenever that was maybe March or something. You know, so well, because when I was on that podcast, I didn't even have a business yet. I was just a good manifester. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I had I had shown that skill. I was on that podcast, I think it was like September of 2019. Yeah. And then or around there. So yeah, I stepped into my business a little bit after that. But yeah, and then I launched the cohort in May of 2020. And mm-hmm. also the, it was different because the cohort used to be open enrollment. So you could join at any time throughout the year. Now it's not. Okay. Um, yeah. So now we don't have that kind of time, ladies. Well, I would <laughs> do it because if closing want... on July 30th. Hmm. Yeah. And like, if you want to see the changes, like just get, get in there faster because I mean, I saw so many changes 
It's crazy. Is there anything else you wanted to highlight in terms of the changes? I just feel like I really stepped into my power. Like I stepped into my power so much. And I feel so much more like myself. I feel like I'm truly showing up for myself as myself. Like in these places where I'm like, I love this work, but I never really felt like myself because I was always trying to be like other people in those situations. Cause I thought that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I showed up as myself and asked for what I wanted and got so much more. Oh, Suzanne, I love this. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your time. I love your story. Like This shit just lights me up. Every woman that I talk to, you know, who I do a live with or share a podcast episode about who's been in the cohort, you guys are all so different. Like that's something that I love about this work too, is like, there are just no carbon copies. Everybody's so different. Their work is so different. Their personalities are so different. Like, and it's just really amazing to me to be able to like support such a wide variety of women and like getting to have it all in whatever way that looks like to them and also express through the way that is aligned for you. Cause we are all like very uniquely different. And I just have take a lot of pride in having a container that's able to like support those differences rather than be like, well, if you can't be this cookie cutter way, then like, I don't know how to help you, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that's definitely important for everyone to think about too. Cause like, I mean, remember I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm afraid to do like lives or something. Yeah. I didn't have to. Fucking facts. Still got yeah. the money, honey. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was able to do it completely my way and it was totally fine. Whereas like a lot of other people do. And like, yeah. this is what I mean. There's just like endless options available. Yeah. But also yeah. I think what was key for you there is like, it wasn't really just like, because you were, it's not that you were afraid. You just like actually didn't want to. There's a big- I was just like, I don't need, like that wasn't in line with like my business offerings that I wanted. Yeah, like, I was like, so not don't who I want to be. It. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like nothing is required. It's just yeah. that we get to like alignment and what that looks like and be moving in that space. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway is like, that's why if anyone's like, if anyone's hesitant because they think, oh, they have to show up a certain way. It's like, no, you literally go through the container and you learn the ways that you show up best and like how to create all the, all the things that you want. Yeah. Fucking vibes. Thank you so much for your time. I'm so happy to see that you're like doing so well and that you're making it rain and you're happy and you feel like you're being yourself and you love your multiple businesses. And like, this is just what I'm here for. And I really appreciate your time. Me too. So great seeing you again, Jocelyn. You too, babes. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye ladies. Thank you for joining. Hey, Annie. See, I told you Suzanne was going to do a much better job at sharing her experience than me trying to summarize it in the intro. I just love all the nuances of this conversation the way she was able to highlight how the cohort supported her and how it really deeply supports all the nuances in your business. Cause I'm so passionate about the fact that like we are not all robots and what is an alignment for one person is not an alignment for another. And this is why I'm such a huge proponent of having the live coaching um, component in addition to all of the recorded content for you to take it on your own. It's such a juicy container, the content Let's see, I launched the cohort the first time in May 2020. So it's really been evolved, right? Since the beginning of my business, or not the beginning of my business, but you know, from where I was when I launched the cohort until now. And obviously, 
there's all the support from the other experts that we have, the healing work, et cetera. Like, I really just can't say enough. <laughs> so jump on it. Enrollment closes end of day, midnight Eastern on the 30th. DM me if you have questions. You can apply on the enrollment page. And the application is really just so I can get to know more about you, your business, make sure it's a juicy fit. You can also view all the details for the immersion. You'll see view immersion details buttons on the enrollment page as well. Hop in. I don't know when I'm going to be opening doors again. And if you are running a business and you want more, now's the time to claim it. And like, oh my God, it's Leo season, ladies. Like take up some fucking space. It feels real good. All right. I will talk to you soon. And I'm so excited for those of you who are joining the cohort. It's going to be such a vibe. There's already magic happening for the women who started. A reminder as well that as long as you make the first payment on your payment plan or pay in full by the 30th or by midnight on the 30th Eastern, you are able to choose your start date because OBS, I know it's summer. We got a lot going on. So I'm so down with that. And so the women who've started already just, you know, were paid and got going. But this is not a container where everyone needs to do the same thing at the same time. That's not realistic because everyone's at different places with their business, whether they're kind of like still in the idea generating stage or scaling a business that already exists. I got you covered in all the ways, honey. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love it if you'd leave a five-star rating and written review for the show. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can say thank you and let's rise and change the world for all women together. If you want to work with me, head to my site, jocelynkellyreed.com or send me a DM and I'll be in touch. I'll see you on the next episode.